Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a very artistic guest with us today, Alex. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks I for literally listened to all your podcasts. <laughs> like, I'm oh. almost ashamed to say that I didn't know who you were until, like, I guess you reached out to me. And I was yeah. like, oh, who is she? Then I went down the rabbit hole and I was like, this woman is amazing. Oh, God. I listened gosh. to like eight of the podcasts. I mean, it's only been a few days, so. I haven't had time to listen to the rest, but they're so good. Oh, thank you so much. That means so much. <laughs> Honestly, like, oh, it's like music to my ears. <laughs> I actually really love podcasts. So I was like, oh, my God, yes, a good podcast. Oh, yay, <laughs> good. <laughs> yay. So before we start, tell us just about your life, what you do, and, you know, really how far you've come. Sure. So I'm Alex, um, Alexandra, but everybody calls me Alex. And I'm from D.C., but I'm living in New York now, so – I am Korean, a first-generation American, so I'm, like, uh, half Korean and half American. So I am an artist and a model here, but uh, before that, I used to do, like, retail management and all this stuff, and I was just super miserable. So honestly, I'm really happy to say that I just, like, followed my dreams, and it worked out. So I just make my art, live my life, travel, and be happy. So that's me. I'm in Brooklyn, but I've been in LA and San Diego a little bit more lately. And I've worked with Condé Nast, Puma, and a lot of other smaller beauty brands here in New York. I do a lot of beauty, lifestyle, and commercial modeling, and I'm also quite petite. So I'm just really grateful and happy to be able to do what I do for a living full time. And like you were saying, I'm also an artist. I do abstract expressionism so it's a lot of like formless fluid motion stuff so it's all about emotions and the human experience and like interconnectivity with other people I love so all that's of that me. yeah I mean that's incredible and I've seen your work I'm like obsessed with it it's like it's almost oh otherworldly <laughs> I love it and like it's so honestly different. thank you because that's the vibe I'm going for like I'm oh. kind of going for that like have you ever seen like a deep ocean scene meets oh like, yeah, galaxy? yeah that's like yes. exactly what I'm going for it's so amazing. So digging into your art and your medium. So you both do graphic and painting, I believe, right? I did graphic design for a long time, but I mostly do painting now. I do multimedia art. So the paint is acrylic and then I put glass and crystals like uh, semi-precious metals like quartz crystals, amethyst inside of the paintings too. Oh, wow. Okay. So how did you really develop your style? I'm an artist myself, so I know how difficult it can be to really like get your style out there and feel comfortable with your style. So how did your own style really originate? Totally. Um, I, th- I would say a lot of it originated from my graphic design background because I'm like really into color theory. So mm. I don't like to use primary colors as much. So I use like, I guess you could say a wide family of shades that are all very close to each other in all my paintings but uh, that's a great question it took me a really long time to develop a specific painting style I tried so many different things but I'm really I'm really weird so I'm into like (laughs) concept based like weird stuff I really like like Jackson Pollock so I I honestly finger painting is a big inspiration for me but uh, I really developed my style more in the past few years by just just experimenting and just trying different things yeah yeah, I, I mean, that's, like, the best advice I think all of us can have. Like, I've done humans. just so many different yeah. things that I couldn't really tell you exactly where it came from. But, um, yeah, we're here now, and I think I've, I've just started to move in this direction where I, like, want to, I guess you could say, become more organized and strategic with my creative process. So it's led yeah. me here where I'm working more towards 
helping people discover the meaning behind the artwork versus just like showing them stuff and working on campaigns and such. Yeah, that's everything. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations on all of that. Again, Thank I find you. that so amazing. And it's so weird to actually see, uh, you know, a female artist uh, really putting themselves out there and putting their work out there. I know how difficult that is as well. Um, so actually, the production of your pieces and what you've done with, you know, branding and really, again, just putting yourself out there. Um, I feel like a lot of people, especially aspiring artists, are very, like, they're very, very scared and nervous. And it's a difficult process. So was that kind of something that you just decided to just do on a whim to publicize your pieces? Um, no, you know, honestly. Um, and I totally understand where you're coming from. Because yeah. I think as an artist, I feel the same way. And it's just like, one, I went to business school, so it was a lot of my peers were pressuring me, like, oh, my God, it's so good. Put it out there. Do it right yeah. now. And I was yeah. like, I'm so overwhelmed. I have anxiety myself. Like, so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I, I after the pandemic happened, it really gave me this, like, breakthrough moment and, like, paradigm shift. Like, look, if I don't put myself out there and really put forth, like, a thousand percent effort, like, what is the point of, of doing this and, like, being an artist if I'm not going to be fully immersed in it, you know? Nice. I mean, this is already what I did for a living for so long. It's like, it's not going to change. So I might as well just like go harder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I mean, that's with me too. I can relate to that too. And um, yeah, I mean, the art industry is kind of a weird one. It's very yeah. centric. Yeah. It's very centric. It's very unique. Not many people know about it. Not many people know how to really get into it. Um, so, I mean, how have you, how, I don't want to say like your experiences as a whole, but I mean, I guess I can say that overall, um, you know, good and or bad, uh, you know, what has your overall experience been like in that industry, just working as a freelance artist? Hey, um, I do definitely more freelance-based work with modeling because fine art is more like galleries and private sales. And uh, it has been a whirlwind, let's say that. And it is true what they say, it's a very like hard industry to get into. And it's like, a, it's a lot of castings and it's a lot of, I guess you could say, you think of the casting for somebody who would work a nine to five as a job interview. So imagine having like six or seven job interviews a day, yeah, you know, yeah. and not like really getting them and then interviewing for the same company like multiple times in a year. And so it is frustrating and it's, it's a lot of rejection. And I think that um, for a long time that really got to me and like my spirits, but um, like I was actually listening to your podcast earlier and, and affirmations helps me a lot. Yes. So I try to do affirmations about just like not comparing myself to other people, you know, because yeah. like, and I think it's it's easy being in New York because everybody kind of has a spirit of wanting to work together. You know, we all go out together, um, lounges together, things like that, dinners, and everybody's kind of supportive here. But I uh, recently went to LA and the vibe was not like that at all. So mm -hmm. I feel like it's definitely difficult for people to, um, to connect with each other. Because I think the main thing about about modeling and um, doing freelance work is just having a good network of people yes. and yep. having consistent clients like you're working with every month and just everybody yep. knows each other. So it's just like being nice and like supporting others. You know, I know that sounds like it's kindergarten, but like, I believe in that. Yeah, I know. I totally believe in that too. Uh, you have to have good people around you no matter what, whether it's like a work thing or whether it's just like your life in general. If you have good people that also to have the same goals and similar interests that I have exactly. found so like such a like a good thing in my life um, because then you're all on the same wavelength. Exactly. It's important to like have the same um, intentions. You know what I mean? Because yes. some people are looking to do something separate from you, not necessarily that it's bad, but 
Right. I totally get what you mean. There's a lot out there. Oh, yeah. So switching gears, sticking to your modeling. Um, so you got scouted. Uh, how old were you when you got scouted? I was so young. I was like 13. But I know oh. a lot of other people have been modeling since they were like seven. Yeah. Um, okay. I think at that time, my my parent, it was kind of in the hands of my parents, and they didn't really take it seriously. But uh, I think I realized more in my adult life, like modeling full-time now, that the castings I was getting were really high-paying. I had Nike castings and everything. So mm. I think um, it was just me not being able to, like, I guess, drive and get myself there, you know, um, kind of hindered me from being successful then because I was so young. So I, it took some right. time off to go to school, you know, go to college and stuff. And when I was in college, it really took off a little more for me. I know like a lot of models are younger, um, but I think at one age is about a number, but also the modeling industry is changing so much. Yep. And there's like a higher demand for people who are like, I guess, older and or people who are like 30s, late 20s versus just like younger girls. Yeah. And it's so funny. We, we literally have like the same life. I mean, I'm a former model myself. So like I can like relate to all of this. And, you know, we're both artists, uh, but focusing more on the modeling industry. So, I mean, I've been in it. You're in it. Uh, so you've been in it for a long time. I mean, how, how old are you now? I'm 27. Oh, you're 27. Okay. So you've been in the game for a little over 10 years. So, okay. So from shifting from, you know, that point when you first started the beginnings to now, um, how have you really seen that industry kind of evolve over time? And I want to get your take on this because I think it's very um, interesting to get someone that's actually in that place and in that industry really get their own take on it. I think it has been a total 180. And from growing up, um, when I was, I grew up in the 90s. So when I was growing up, it was a lot of like, um, Giselle Bunchkin kind of vibe, like very skinny, tall European women. And right. like, I think that had an imprint on my ideal of what beauty was. And so I always wanted to be blonder, you know, paler, things like mm-hmm. that. Sure, that was definitely intimidating for me. Um, yeah. And I think through my own journey, I've seen the modeling industry change because I've noticed that like I am getting booked on fashion productions. Even um, the first few years were very like, like the 90s. And then I think yeah. as time went on as we got like later into the 2000s there was definitely a need for more diversity and like working in a modeling agency clients would would want to see more than just like you know what Caucasian women with blonde hair so it's nice and um yeah there's also a bigger need for people who are like curvier now you know because I think it's it's more tailored to represent an actual human being because like nobody is like five eight and like 96 pounds you know right, I mean there are yeah. people but that's a very small population of of people you know what I mean yeah so it's good yeah. to see yourself in others and I think it's inspirational yeah I I, I agree with that 100% and you're so right very much um it was only like a one type of girl a one look you know a one body a one this a one that and um yeah and I feel like now just like what you said it's it's changed just like you said 180 um you know everyone's really getting uh you know that spotlight that they deserve and that they've always deserved you know <laughs> you know um but unfortunately has not always been a focus um so also too within confidence um okay so modeling confidence, I feel like a lot of people, and I've talked about this previously in, in previous episodes, but I feel like a lot of people think, oh, well, just because you're a model means automatically, oh, you're the most confident girl in the room. You're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> and I'm sure you've gotten that too. I've gotten that. So I definitely do. 
Right. So what really is your take on that? I think that I am. Have you ever seen that clip of Rihanna where they're like, what do you do when you're like having a bad day? She's like, I fake it, honey. Like, that's me. Yes, yeah. I'm just like, because it just, I got to faking it at a certain point. Cause I used to be very underconfident, but I think actually my mom really forced me out of my shell when I was younger and like, you know, got me into like horseback riding and gymnastics and like, you know, group activities with yeah. other people. Cause I was like painfully shy. So oh, to be too. here now <laughs> doing that, I'm just like, oh my God, thank God I can even go talk to people. Yeah. But um, yeah, so when people say I'm really confident, I'm internally like laughing so hard because I'm really not. But I think it's just a matter of not comparing yourself to other people and just not feeling like intimidated by other people's beauty, you know, cause everybody's beautiful in their own way. Yep. And it's, it's definitely difficult for me seeing girls who like didn't look just like me. But you know what I tell myself? And I feel like it's, it doesn't always come out this way. But, you know, it's great that we're able to share the space. And we're both able to be up for this opportunity because there's so many opportunities for both of us here, you know. And who knows, maybe I'll be busy one day or she'll be busy one day. And they'll be like, remember that girl, Alex? She was so nice. <laughs> I maybe her. I can recommend her, you know. So I just <laughs> try to have like an abundance mindset with confidence. I just try to be as nice and chipper as possible, even when I'm not feeling so great. That's, that's really good advice, actually. Um, I agree with that, too. You know, just like, as, you know, what Rihanna said, you know, you gotta, you gotta fake <laughs> it, right? <laughs> you know? Just put on lipstick and leave the house. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, just do it. Uh, vibe it out. Yeah. And again, a lot of people will be like, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing to, to really do. Um, but it's one of those moments where it's like mind over matter, right? Like, don't even totally. think about anything else. Just focus on yourself and focus on your image, like indulge in your image. What's wrong with that? Like, we need more of that, you know? And I think um, it's been really positive uh, having the agency representation I do, because um, I think, uh, you know, like you were saying, a lot of, a lot of what I struggle with as a model is other people's opinions of me and how I should be and et cetera. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you get that too with modeling people. Like somebody said to me, like, you must not like carbs. Like I, who doesn't eat carbs? Yep. Yeah. Um, and you know what I mean? <laughs> like what the yeah. hell? But I love carbs and I love potatoes and I love eating, you know? So I think yeah. um, just using my platform to just be myself. And um, I guess you could say like just stereotype that, Models have like body image issues and we're just like, you know, normal, but also amazing and inspirational. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I also like to, this is kind of a side note of what we were talking about, but um, that model title, you know, say, you know, when you do get signed to an agency or if you are signed to an agency, um, I was, you know, I got that model title, that model label, but it's, it's important for people that aren't models to understand that that model title doesn't mean anything it really doesn't we're still humans we're still struggling you know and that sounds crazy but there's again I've gotten this and I'm sure you've gotten this too where again people don't think models struggle people don't think we have emotions or you know we're very blank or you know there's so many stereotypes around that um and it's honestly like it's it's so disappointing but at the same it's pretty time exhausting yeah. it is right it's so freaking exhausting but it's like you just have to take it and just be like you know what like it is what it is. I think the one thing that I've been struggling with, like, and I, like, I will say that I'm like an avid supporter of sex workers. Like they can do whatever they want to do. And I'm here for them, you know? Yeah. And um, I just think that with OnlyFans and everything, a lot of times people are like, you must have an OnlyFans. And I'm like, I actually don't like, I don't yeah. want to do that. And it makes me really uncomfortable. Cause it's like, why would you see me that way? But I think I, through that, I've come to realize that, you know, it's just a projection of other people's like, 
feelings about right models, you know, onto you. And it's like, it's not me, you know, I just, I just make them feel that way because of like, I have that title, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So yeah. it's, it's cool. I mean, like, that sounds like a personal problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, everyone's gonna have an opinion. You can't win, you know, there's exactly. no way. And I think like as a woman, it's like literally existing, people are gonna have an issue with it, you yeah. know? No matter what you do as a woman, people will like have something to say or have a problem or yep. like you could spend your life trying to please other people and they would still be upset at you, you know? Yeah, right so you on. might as well do what you want to do and be happy. Yeah. Like who cares what other people think? <laughs> you know, you're going to you're going to have some people that are going to support you 100 percent. You're going to have some people that, you know, maybe won't at all. Um, but that's that's life. You know, it's it's a hard thing to you know accept but uh it you know it's it's that way of life we're human it's human nature you know not everybody is gonna like each other (laughs) you know if we did it would be a perfect world (laughs) yeah I think um also like again there's like models I mean I don't know if this is for you but like I have now developed this tendency to people please because you know with agencies and everything kinds everybody is people pleasant all the time and it's just like it is a little exhausting but I've almost developed this habit of like I know it's not like great, but like just being like, okay. And just like, uh, not, not trying to like induce inside any sort of conflict, you know, but I think in doing that, I'm like, still people are annoyed with my behavior or whatever. I did something breathe too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is what it is. That's what I tell myself. Yeah, it is what it is. And I I love that you brought that point up. I can relate to that immensely. Um, you know, any, I feel like any, that's been in that industry can really understand it (laughs) and feel that way Um, because that industry it it is basically professional people pleasing I mean you are going to please casting clients uh, you know managers Mm -hmm. etc designers etc you know and again it can be a very weird dynamic because you are the product you are selling yourself you know you are gonna have to you know fake a smile walk in you know you are kind of what they're looking for your appearance and who you are um so within that too this is kind of another like side question yeah sure. um, but yeah so I mean did you, have you noticed a change within your confidence throughout modeling when you first started versus now yeah I think I've definitely become more confident and I think um like I was listening to your podcast earlier, but um, anyway, I'm saying that uh, I think it's important that we try to control our own narratives. And yes. I think that the modeling industry, it's like uh, we have this whole view of the model behind the scenes where she's super sad and underconfident, like has like, you know, body image issues. And I think uh, modeling has actually helped my confidence a lot. And it's like allowed me to travel and meet other people and um, just... Um, kind of actualized that you know this is what I'm doing and uh, I think growing up I had this idea of being an artist like I always wanted to do that but it was more of like a faraway dream fantasy sort of thing and uh, the world and the industry modeling industry has changed so much and I think that you know just being able to be a part of that and see myself on ads and like yeah. see other models at castings and like go hang out with them it's just like that's cool enough for me I feel really happy and confident about that you know yeah because I'm yeah. like five two like I really did not think like I could model full-time I know yeah well you're commercial yeah I do yeah. some like um like how you say fashion print stuff because I'm like a sample size but I don't oh, do okay. any runway I don't know uh, runway okay. is kind of like 
hard and scary. Oh, and there's I a lot win. of food. And I'm <laughs> oh, not a fan when there's no food or water. Yeah. <laughs> no, runway is a religion within itself. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I feel like, too, uh, from my own personal experience, I don't know if you can relate with this, but I found that my modeling background actually motivated me and like helped me build my art career so I don't know if it had that effect yes I definitely can relate to that I think a lot of times um I've met like modeling clients and they're like we really like your art I'm like that's so nice um you know like speaking of art career I'm totally humbled moment here like I didn't even know I had an art career after this moment I just like make stuff and like you know what I'm saying (laughs) I literally just make stuff and I'm like if you want to if you want to like look at it, you can come by. But I just tried to keep it kind of low pressure because like I came from the background of modeling so much and yeah. it being so much pressure that I just wanted something that was like kind of chill, you know, yeah, that totally. people and I could enjoy. And but uh, I guess furthermore, sorry, going off a tangent to that point, uh, I think I've experienced maybe you have to a lot of pressure from my peers with my art career, like pressure to perform and like mm-hmm. do shows all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those weird things that I feel like the modeling industry is just naturally a very demanding industry. Yes. So you're going to naturally feel that way with anything you do outside of modeling because you're so used to doing that with with that. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. it's like kind of like you can't get away from it type of thing. Pretty much. I feel like. um it almost sounds cynical to say this, but I feel like I'm so engrossed in it that I'll tell you a little story. Like I, over the pandemic in 2020, obviously was working a lot as a model because of the um, COVID restrictions for like, right. yeah, yeah. So productions. So I got this job doing my old job, doing like content creation. And, um, you know, I was in an office environment and honestly, I just cracked under pressure. Mm. Like I thought it was this like strong, like model, like artist person. But like, as soon as I got put in like a regular setting, I was like, oh my God, like I'm, yeah. crying. Like, I'm melting down. Like I can't wow. do it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that made me realize it's like, yes, I am so engrossed in this, but like, this is who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't not be around creative people because I'm just too weird for like your average <laughs> office. I'm like, too weird. You know, I get up and go to the bathroom every 30 minutes. Like I need constant stimulation. I'm like on the phone. Like I can't sit still tapping my foot. Everyone around me is like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. What's wrong? Like, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> I'm listening to music really loud. I like take dance breaks. I'm like, not you know what I mean? I can't yeah. be contained. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Yeah, it's I definitely have that scatterbrain as well. Like, I can't sit still. I have to always be doing a million things at once. Yes. Um, right? It's a blessing and a curse. Uh, yes. You do get a lot done, but it is very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> There's some days where I get nothing done. There's some days where I get everything done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way as you. Yeah, I have days where I'm like, go, go, go. And I have days where I'm like, I kind of want to sleep. kind of want to sleep. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh I love that um so yeah so before I let you go um okay so I don't really want to like at me I feel like I ask this a lot of my podcasts but I'm gonna like switch it up a little bit so okay so within everything that you've done so far modeling or your art or anything like that what has been your proudest moment just as a creative that's such a good question I've never even thought of that um let me think I would say my, I know this is like a lame one, but (laughs) my proudest moment as a creative was when I didn't have to work part-time jobs anymore to support my art. And I could just like be a full-time artist. Because I I think that's what a lot of people like struggle with. Like my friends who 
New York or like, you know, are kind of, cause you know how it is with New York people who are in and out, like they'll be in Boston and coming to New York or they'll be in DC and coming to New York, like back and right. forth. Yep. Um, but when they, you know, it's really expensive to live out here, but when they do finally come out here, it's like, you know, everybody has like that two or three part-time jobs, but I'm like, I think my proudest moment was just being able to just fully, you know, be a freelancer and not have to work anywhere. Yep. <laughs> I love that. No, like, and then being yeah. like, I don't want to do this, so I'm not gonna do it. Bye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that power, though. That's like that woman power. <laughs> it's totally like a powerful moment. Like I had this client the other day, and like it was just more like a corporate vibe. And like I'm sure you kind of gathered that I'm not a very corporate person. And I was like, like, yeah, I'm just gonna pass. And they were like, what? And I was like, I no, thank you. Have a good day. And yeah. it just felt so good to say like I. I like thank you, but I don't need this. Walk so, away. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. yeah. is like not serving me, so bye. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, like I'm I'm a like full time artist myself too. So I mean we're like totally rocking it. <laughs> we're totally Yeah, and like, I'm proud of you for that. It's like oh, hard. Your art is beautiful. Honestly, I just saw this the um portrait you made and I was like, Oh my god, this is so nice. Who is this? Oh my god, you're so sweet. No, seriously, I reflect that right back at you. I find you so inspiring. And again, I feel like I'm like again talking to myself right now. <laughs> we like have like, and the I think same it's like a good it's like a good um feeling, you know what I mean? Like I was saying earlier, like you can see yourself in other people and like exactly. I think it's like a feminist, like you know. 40 years ago, this wouldn't even be a possibility, you know? So true. So true. No, like, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, but look how far we've come. I mean, yes. it's crazy. Yeah, it's so, so, so good. Yeah, absolutely. And um, lastly, too, before I have to go, I ask everyone who podcast, what would you say is one thing that you've learned about yourself, good or bad, so far this year? I've learned that I really like to be alone, and I think it's good and bad because, like, I could literally go the rest of my life without seeing another person and be completely fine. Yeah. I feel and like, like <laughs> right. And I feel like that's great, but also like, do I want to live in that solitude forever? Right. I feel like I'm learning to like, um, you know, socialize with my peers and stuff versus being so like closed off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that too. It's, it's funny too that you bring that up because I mean, like, I feel like all of us at some point, we're going to want to be alone, like, no matter how social we are, like, yes. we're going to want to be like, leave me alone, like, let me have my space. But yeah, no, like, it, it is true, though, you have to find a happy medium, for sure. Yeah, I think I'm definitely, like, trying to find the balance with that. Yeah, yeah, we all, we all are. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, this has been amazing. And again, thank you so much for being a guest on Raw Talk. And thank you for being a listener. I appreciate you so much. And you're, this has been like probably one of my favorite episodes uh, of season three so far. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you too.